Hi everyone, happy Monday and happy daylight savings. I can't believe we're already halfway through March at this point. By the episode title, you can tell I have another guest speaker. Her name is Laura and I actually know her from high school. We actually talked for the first time in I think five years since high school and it's crazy. A lot has changed and it was such a great delight to just being able to catch up with someone uh, that I still keep in contact on social media but just haven't had a time to sit down and chat and today we have a great episode where we get to learn about her experience in dental school and learn more about Laura. So with that being said, let's jump right into it. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone. I'm super excited to have my high school friend, Laura, join. I haven't actually talked with her in like over five years. So it's really crazy that 2021, I'm making things happen. I'm reconnecting with people that I haven't talked to in a while. That being said, you know, I'd love to hear more um, about yourself, Laura, and you can introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. My name is Laura Arsto. I am currently finishing up my second year at UT Health School of Dentistry at Houston. I am obviously a dental student getting my DDS. I went to Texas State in San Marcos, and I'm originally from Pearland, Texas. I was born and raised here. I think Brian said we went to the same high school, so it's been about five years since we last chatted, but I'm happy to be here. That's awesome. So I guess before we get started, catch me up on what you've been up to. How was your experience? You know, you told me you went to Texas State and tell me what it was like going to school there because it's not too far off from UT. Right. Yeah. So Texas State's just about three hours out from Houston. And I was the first to leave from my household. So that was a big change for for my parents and everything. So Texas State was great. I pursued biology as a major, as many dental students do. And I minored in chem and business just because I wanted a little bit of business information just before I potentially became a business owner uh, in the future. So that was fun. I like Texas State a lot. There's the river right there, a lot of nature. Enjoyed that, made a lot of friends. Actually, fun fact, I don't know if you know this, Brian, but I joined a band in college and it's Wood Street Band. I was a drummer for them for over three years and it's actually a group of friends. So we're all still friends. We all still jam together. But that was kind of one of the big, big hobbies I picked out in college. But, you know, I was in band in high school and everything, but just like marching band. So so that was that was fun. Um, I enjoyed college and everything, making friends and joining organizations and serving the community, volunteering. I did a lot of that as well. That's great. And I do remember you being super involved in band. I I wish I continued some of my like high school involvements. Like I was in golf in high school, yeah. but I didn't continue that in college. I don't know why I could have done intramural or, you know, anything. I guess I know it's a little bit off topic, but what was the biggest difference between like band in high school and like band in college? Well, I wasn't in marching band in college. It was like like garage band style like I was the drum set player and we had a guitarist singer bass player that kind of style piano and we used to just like in college we would all haul our instruments down the elevator into like a little room and like play really loud and then get lots of noise complaints so that that's how college was and we, we played a lot of like coffee shops a lot of like small bars like outdoor venues it was a lot of fun like it was 
very social. We would get bar tabs. We would get like some donations and tips and we would just make like little pocket change. But in high school, it was just like marching band strictly like snare drum, like march on the grass field during football games. So, so that was like the, the pretty contrast. Got you. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. That's cool. I had one freshman roommate who was friends with a little band that now I always see on Facebook. They're playing different shows across downtown Austin. They're like a jazz band. So awesome. Uh, that's awesome. I think yeah. music in general is such a great way to like express yourself. Okay, so just jumping into the next question. You mentioned you studied biology. Does that necessarily translate directly into, you know, dental school now that you're there? Based on what I know, that's a pretty, pretty common major to pick for most STEM uh, paths. Is that just like the normal major to pick? See, I was thinking a lot about this yesterday and kind of why I decided to pick biology. I think a part of that is a lot of students pick biology, one, because they meet all the prerequisites for med school, dental school, any like probably PA school, things like that. So a lot of students pursue those degrees because otherwise they would need to take a lot of extra classes that aren't under your major, which is going to be a waste of money, a waste of time. So that that's kind of why I initially was thinking biology. And then Secondly, this is something I realized later, kind of even when I started going to dental school was like how much of a factor bacteria, microbes play a role in the etiology of how the dental field is even a thing now. Like the reason why you have cavities, the reason why you have root canals and extractions and crowns is primarily because of bacteria causing an infection in your teeth, causing your teeth to to basically demineralize and form a cavitation. So that's the main cause is bacteria, which is something you learn a lot about in, in a biology major. I didn't realize that until later, but they cross a lot of the same ideas. And I mean, the first entire year of dental school is foundational science. So without a foundational science degree, like biology, chemistry, things like that, like it's going to be difficult in the first year of dental school. But I mean, we have classmates that are art majors and we have classmates that are majors like that are not foundational science majors and they do just fine. Uh, They have to work a little bit harder in the beginning, but we all end up on the same page like after that first year of dental school. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And now you're talking about it. I mean, biology is sort of like foundational to like all life and whatever I remember from AP biology, I guess, five years ago. Yeah. And and did you always know that you were going to go down dental or were you figuring that out like through college? So I did always know I wanted to pursue a career in the healthcare field. I always have said in the past that your career should be like an intersection between what you're passionate about, what's meaningful to you, and what you're good at. And I think dentistry has been that for me. I enjoy science a lot, and dentistry involves a lot of science. I'm good at that. I'm good at remembering a lot of diseases and mechanisms and things like that. And I, I enjoy helping people. So I think that's a, a big factor. And I'm also really good with working with my hands, I would say. Like being a drummer and a musician, I've always had those dexterity skills that I've built throughout the years. And dentistry is a good intersection between that artistic skill and then a foundational science and knowledge in that way. Yeah, kind of always throughout college, I've always been uh, on the mindset of dentistry. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I know like maybe for some of our listeners, they might be going down a STEM path or a path that is in the healthcare field. What would you say was like most helpful in preparing you and just pursuing dental just just for those that maybe are at that intersection where, you know, they're thinking about dental, they're thinking about medical school, thinking about PA or what have you, I guess, what helps you sort of zone in on one particular path? Right. So my parents did, you know, as a lot of brown parents do, persuade you in these doctor fields, lawyer fields. So my parents did have a a hand in kind of my influence in that way. My dad's also a pharmacist. My mom's a nurse. So they've always been in healthcare. And that was kind of another thing that helped persuade me in that direction. But I was kind of going back and forth between medical and dental I think a lot of students who may be listening to this podcast are also going through. One of the big things for me were I wanted to kind of begin my career after school versus like continuing a residency for three years, a fellowship for three years or whatever that you do in med school. And with dental school, what we talk a lot about is you do four years of dental school right after you, you're a legal dentist and you can open up a practice. You could work in a dental office like down the street and do dental work and get paid as a dentist and you don't have to continue school unless you wanted to. Obviously you could specialize and do orthodontics, endodontics, periodontics, whatever. But for me, if you have the option to not, which is what I was wanting for my future. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's like, even though you're picking a certain field, it's like you have options and flexibility, like to your point where you could specialize even more and be an orthodontist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, are you, you know, go right into the workforce after four years. I totally like that aspect. And I think it helps a lot because one thing I've noticed is like every year, I feel like there's something a little bit about me that changes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because we're still really young. And like, I don't know if I truly know myself yet like deep thoughts, but 23 and a half. And like, I feel like I still have a lot more to learn, obviously, but it's crazy because it's like some people start working after 22 like me. And it's like, you start wondering if this is the right path. So far, I like it. Finding ways to express myself outside of work and inside of work, just like this podcast. But no, I just really like that point about uh, flexibility and choosing uh, when you start working. Right. Because I know schooling isn't for everyone. (laughs) And it's not forever. Like right now, dental school is just digging a deeper, deeper hole of debt. And it's just Mm -hmm. what a lot of dental schools and dental students across the whole country like have hundreds of thousand dollars in debt. And it's like, you can't do that forever. So it's a good point. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. Dental schools, like estimated cost of attendance is about 70 grand a year. But that's just like what they estimate. Obviously, it's a little bit overestimating, but and, and Texas is like the cheapest option. East Coast, West Coast, those dental schools, yeah, could, could get very, very pricey. Okay, so jumping off that question, what's it been like since the pandemic started and how has it affected your experience in dental school? Are you able to still go into the classes and you know walk us through what it's like since uh, all of that has changed? Right. So I guess, first of all, dental school was very much you're in lecture in person classes typically required 8am. And you have labs thrown in we call simulation lab where you're basically simulating a real life patient you have a it looks like a mannequin lay down like a patient does and you work on them you do drilling and filling and stuff like that. That's what a typical day is. But since COVID hit as many students across the whole country, we've just gone remote and our lecture 
pictures are now through WebEx online. They still require us, obviously, to attend. That's been like the the change that a lot of people have seen. I think something specific to dentistry, though, that we have seen in our school was a very, very drastic increase in PPE protocol in our COVID protocol. So in dental school, I don't know if, if Brian or other listeners know, we have patient contact. Like we work on patients every week, every day for third and fourth years, work in the clinic every single day. Uh, we have a full functional dental clinic on the first and second floors of the school. Third floor is typically like labs, fourth floor is like classrooms. So we have patients come in hundreds of patients every day. And as a second year, we are in the clinic twice a week. As a third year, we're there every day. As a fourth year, we're there every day. So with the COVID protocol, we have been fitted for N95s, which are these incredibly uncomfortable masks that we have to wear that are glued to your face pretty much. And you go home with huge red marks on your face that hurt and are not comfortable. I'm looking forward to our third and fourth year where we have to wear them pretty much the whole day. But we double mask, we wear face shields, we wear these also very uncomfortable shower curtain-like lab coats that are very yellow and they do not allow heat to escape. So we are sweating gallons and it's it's not very fun, but we know that it is required for our safety and the safety of the patients. So that's been kind of the big changes that we've seen because before COVID, we did not have these type of COVID protocols. Like we would wear our comfortable masks and more comfortable uh, lab coats, but now it's like more protection, more sterilization. Yeah, that uh, I assume that makes the job a little bit harder and super uncomfortable, but it, it makes sense. And hopefully, you know, end of the year, things will change and uh, more people will be vaccinated and uh, won't have to deal with all those harsh protocols, I would say. Just jumping to more of like what your current sort of day-to-day and week looks like. You sort of mentioned that you're taking more classes in your first year. And then as you progress through the program, you're going from simulations to real life, like working on people. Can you just sort of walk us through more of what you're doing now that you're going to your third year and what, what that's like? Right. So for the listeners and, and everyone, uh, dental school is four years. It's a four-year program. It's a doctoral program. The first two years are generally more didactic, more lecture courses with labs, simulation labs. So where we simulate a live patient and we learn how to do uh, restorations and we learn how to do fillings and crown preps and all the hand skills, basically. We also are exposed to clinic as assistants. So we go down there, we assist third and fourth years with their patients. Once you get towards the latter half of second year, which is where I'm at right now, we begin growing our patient pool. So my patient pool is growing and throughout the summer is going to grow even larger. And then that's kind of where we start doing our patient contacts. Um, Initially, it's obviously going to be a lot of forms to fill out, x-rays to take. But once we get into the deeper dives, we're going to start doing fillings and crown preps and things like that. So more, more dental work. But right now it's just like the initial assessments and stuff. But I'm really looking forward to it. Throughout the summer, we're going from two clinic sessions a week where I'm at right now to seven clinic sessions a week uh, in the summer, which also we don't have summer breaks that off. We have like two weeks off and then we have a nine week um, summer semester, which is fun. So no more summers until I graduate. (laughs) 
So you get summers once you exit and you start working? Is that what you're saying? No, not even that, <laughs> right? Like, just vacation, PTO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for real. Oh, that's awesome. A few more questions, but... I guess, do you have to have like a certain plan before you hit that fourth year in dental school? So like knowing if you're going to continue down specialized or if you're going to go straight to, you know, industry or work. And do you have to know, like, I'm going to join this specific office or branch or I'm going to start my own dental office? Like, do you have to have those pieces like figured out in advance? Right. That's a, that's a great question. And I think my school does a really, really great job at bringing in currently private practice dentists or recent graduates from the school or anybody that could give us some insight on what it's like to be a practicing dentist right now. Uh, we had recently a presentation, just these are like after 5 p.m. presentations, just like an organization gets these speakers to come and talk. And I tune in just on Zoom or whatever. And these recent grads, maybe graduate 2018 or something like that, they would come and talk to us about what they did and what their plan was. And, you know, everyone's different. Obviously, we had three different uh, recent grads and each of them with their own entirely different experience. So for me, that was really helpful. Like some people go and pursue an extended degree program, like an AGD is what we call it, advanced general dentist degree that could give you some or a GPR. Some of those give you general dentistry experience in hospital based settings. Some people want to pursue stuff like that. I originally wanted to do ortho as a residency. And then I realized that like, that's three more years. And then also a very, very, very competitive program. They accept like six people or something like that. And hundreds and hundreds of people apply. And so I kind of just want to do general dentistry where I get a little taste of every specialty in my own practice. But I talked to a lot of fourth years and a lot of them say that they are focused right now on what they're doing at school, getting the most experience they can. And then finding a career or a job after is going to happen towards the later uh, part of this semester. So like April, some of them have already figured it out. They want to pursue a residency, but some of them are just going to start applying places once April hits and sometime around then. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Would you say that because you sort of go into your dental program with a cohort, and it sounds like there's like organizations, like just like in college, that you're able to, you know, meet a lot of people and just like learn from them because of the community that you're in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we do have organizations just like in college, but obviously our our time commitments are much different than in college. In college, I remember my organizations that I was in, we spent a lot of time with them. Like we we were like friends and we all hung out and I spent a lot of times focusing on organizations and stuff. But in dental school, it's very much you have organizations as like a side thing. And then you have to spend a lot of time for school studies and focusing on that. But our cohorts are about 100 people. So we have a very small class. Like compared to college, it's like 300, 400 classroom size to now just 104 people. And we all know each other now at this point, like we've all been in the same classrooms for months and months. And and that's been cool. But organizations help you meet other classes. So third and fourth years and helps get their perspective on things. I did research the past two summers, which has been a great way to get involved. Definitely. I just think that any sort of opportunity to like learn from people who have, you know, more experience or more years and creating like mentors is like super important, especially at our age. It's Mm -hmm. like literally like we don't know (laughs) what's going on. I feel like sometimes you get pulled into a path and then you sort of keep walking down it, not questioning what sort of the status quo. But yeah, no, thanks for sharing that. 
I do have two more questions. I would ask all of our speakers, what's sort of like the best advice you have or maybe you've heard? Could be specific to dentistry or just in general, but just could you share some advice or tips on like what has helped you to succeed in the career path you're in? Right. So I was thinking about this question and I was thinking about what I wanted to hear if I was a college student still or in high school or something before I was in dental school, what I would expect. And I would say I advise others, regardless of what career you pick, to pick something that you could truly see yourself in and see yourself doing day in and day out. Because I thought of dentistry and I was like, oh, that's a cool career. Like, you know, I get to learn about science and do this and that. But like, it's a lot of interpersonal skills. It's a lot of communicating with patients. And I knew that, but I didn't really know that going in because I realized that dentistry, you're very much in someone's personal space and like in their personal bubble. So I would advise others to just really take a deep look at what their career entails and do something that they're passionate about. And, you know, because I've seen even my own classmates like drop from the dental program just because it wasn't what they expected or it wasn't what they wanted or whatever the situation was, just like pick something that you love to do and follow your passion and what you're good at and find that where that could intersect. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just thinking last time I went to the dentist, it's a lot. It's like building trust with your clients and it's manual, right? You have to be good with your hands and you have to enjoy that work. Obviously, like you're improving the health of your clients. Their teeth are incredibly important. And yeah, there. I think if you see the meaning at the end of the day, to your point, to what you're doing, it's going to just drive you to be more successful. Thank you for sharing right. that. And and uh, just the last question, but it's more of like a funny question I just thought of. Is there any particular toothpaste that you recommend or like brands? Because I use um, Pronamel. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't you know if that's like good, but it's gentle, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Pronamel's good, you know, uh, remineralize your enamel, which by the way, once your enamel is gone, you cannot get it back because it does not regrow mm. or anything like that. So make sure you take care of your enamel by using fluoridated toothpaste. Any toothpaste that has fluoride on the back make sure you look at the active ingredients i do crest twice daily and floss and mouth rinse all with fluoride make sure you get your your fluoride in it really makes a difference sweet thanks and thanks again for joining us really really appreciate your time and thanks for having me brian thanks again for joining us and for another great episode signing off best regards brian and laura